0: you are listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show.
1: Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Moutier, and I'm here today with Ophan Schrieber from YL Ventures. How are you today, Ophan? I'm great. Thank you for having me. That's a pleasure. So today we will be talking about the state of Israel's cybersecurity market. But before we go into the detail, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself, your company, Wild Venture, and your role within whale Venture?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is
1: Ofer Schreiber.
0: I'm a partner in Wild Ventures. We are a venture capital firm with offices in Silicon Valley and Tel Aviv, Israel. We invest in Israeli startups in early stage, in seed stage, and mostly, mm-hmm. mostly in cybersecurity. That has been our almost exclusive focus for the past few years. We've been working very closely with all our portfolio companies uh, providing them value in everything they can. We've built a very enormous network of potential customers and partners and follow-on financing all the strategics and potential acquirers in the cybersecurity world in the U.S. And we're providing access to Israel entrepreneurs in early stage to that network. Currently investing out of our third fund, it's a $75 million fund that we raised in 2017. we doing extremely well so far.
1: That's excellent. I'm glad to hear that. So we are also, we do a fair amount of work in the cybersecurity company, in the cybersecurity market, shall I say, at Operatics. And we do see more and more trends, more and more growth coming from the cybersecurity market in Israel. So we see a lot of Israeli players, Israeli startup coming into the market and, And actually being quite successful, and I'm sure you you follow that growth quite closely working in in that industry and working in venture capital. So what I'm interested to understand from your perspective and and from your perspective of being so close to that market and probably speaking to those people on a daily basis, what makes the Israeli cybersecurity market so strong and worth investing in for companies such as Ventures?
0: yeah so you know first of all, I, I fully agree with what you said. obviously, we are the, as a venture capital firm that's focused on Israeli investment in cybersecurity share that feeling you know, from if you look at it first and for all, cybersecurity is still a very strong market in general globally, very hot space security challenges are just getting more and more complex, and um, adversaries you know the hacker are getting more and more sophisticated so uh, security is a big challenge in a big market. And Israel, in general, as you may know, we've, we've been calling it a startup nation. Uh, Israel is, is a hotbed for innovation and technology in various fields. But now, these days, we tend to call it cyber nation. And the basis of Israel's dominance in the, in the cybersecurity field, from my perspective, is the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force. Just the sheer amount of talented people uh, that coming out of the, of the IDF, and specifically the intelligence corps, a lot of people are familiar with the unit called 8200, the equivalent of the, you know, the American NSA. And technological people that serve there gain real-world experience to the most cutting-edge and innovative cybersecurity landscape. They deal with the the hottest technologies and doing really amazing stuff. Um, this is, I would say that this is the best training in the world to become a cybersecurity expert. And it's in a very you know, tight and stressful environment. A lot of entrepreneurial activities are being done in those places. And these people, after they get out of the army, they tend to become entrepreneurs themselves. They, they are builders. They want to do something of their own. And they create their own startup. They take their own a very unique set of skills in order to develop the right solutions that will solve real problems in the cybersecurity world.
1: So first of all, I think that makes perfect sense. We we see it ourselves. We actually have a fair amount of our clients who are telling us that the, the background of their company or the, the reason why the technology came up in the first place, because they were working in the security forces, the protection forces of the government uh, in Israel, and, and then they almost spin up the solution as to a, a product that can then be sold to other companies and companies that would have, obviously, the same sort of cyber threat as a government or as a country may have so that 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 makes uh, that makes a lot of sense and i think we um we do see a lot of the startup um being created on the basis of always trying to innovate For as you said in the, in, in the beginning of your of your answer to me innovate in always chasing, fighting the next threat. So it's not just doing the commodity, but it's also creating this new solution, finding a new way to fight cyber threat, which is which makes the market very interesting. Coming back to an article that you published recently in TechCrunch on how the Israeli cybersecurity industry performed in 2018, one of the stats that caught my eye was an increase of 76% in funding for emerging tech companies or startups. Has this growth come from more noticeable innovation from your from your belief? Or what are the technologies that receive the highest amounts of funding and and, and also why?
0: Yeah, so this is the fourth year that we Publish our annual report, which is called the State of the Cyber Nation Report. We are in a very unique position that we see, I would say, 100% of, of cybersecurity startups that are being founded in Israel and that are progressing in Israel. So uh, we gather a lot of data and, and we find some very interesting insights and we publish it every year. In general, Israeli entrepreneurs are known to be visionaries. That's not just in cybersecurity, but in general. And specifically when we talk about cybersecurity, I think that Israeli entrepreneurs tend to have the ability to foresee what will be the biggest challenges in the cybersecurity world in the next few years. And once they do that, they, come, they, they have the right skills and the right technological background to come up with the right technologies. And, and, when, we, and when we look at all the new startups that were founded in Israel in, in 2018, and, we, and the ones that already got funded, I would say that there are several trends that you can see. The first is that you know, the world just becoming more and more connected, and the pace of innovation and the pace of adoption of new technologies is just being uh, increased, okay? So as organizations adopt new technologies, only a couple of years later, they start to realize that uh, they lack security. So, for example, until a couple of years ago, enterprises were Uh, migrating slowly and slowly to the cloud. Then you saw a new category of cybersecurity startups that are dedicated to your cloud environment. And these years, we see it in IoT okay there are different categories of iot of, of connected devices that are being uh, introduced to the world these devices are very vulnerable to cybersecurity attacks so we saw this year several categories within iot uh, got funded and we saw a lot of activity so for example medical devices we saw several companies there and automotive you know uh, uh, connected cars and autonomous vehicles So these are these are the trends that we see more the attack surface is being changed there are more and more connected devices, more and more opportunities for the bad guys, for say, to, uh, to attack, and this is the right place to come up with innovative solutions
1: that are very adequate to these uh, new landscapes. That makes perfect sense. So- the question kind of thing to that is in, in, a, in an environment that is always evolving with lots of innovation coming. When you mentioned cloud, you mentioned IoT, so all those things that are currently happening, and, and we see more and more companies obviously adopting the clouds or moving to the cloud and the IoT is obviously becoming a big thing. But how do you guys keep on top of this technology innovation and make sure that you know you, I guess, you don't invest too early or too late? in in a specific vertical or in a specific type of solution.
0: Right. So, you know, we're seed stage investors. So invest as early as possible, you know, literally in two or three entrepreneurs with a PowerPoint presentation. That's that's the stage uh, that we come in and invest. And we rely on several things when we make those seed stage investments. First of all, we rely on the strength of the team. The fact Mm -hmm. that uh, we have very good network here in Israel and we're able to understand what is the background of each entrepreneur, where he either served in the military or worked in the past few years, the pedigree of their background. And when we look at the field, when we look at the problem space that they're aiming to solve, that's where we rely on our network. And so as I mentioned in in the beginning, we have a vast network of U.S.-based customers, so mostly CISOs, Chief Information Security Officers of, say, Fortune 500 companies and the largest brands in the world. And... As part of our due diligence process, we always introduce the entrepreneurs to say between 10 to 15 potential customers, get their feedback, and really do a very deep market validation process. And so, even if there is still no product, just an uh, an idea and a general direction, we can reach very high level of certainty that there is that indeed there is a big problem, and indeed the. General direction that the entrepreneurs are going after to solve makes sense and customers like it and now it's about execution and that's where we rely we rely on the on the skills of the team and of course we partner with them and provide them a lot of value add activities so all these introductions and go to market support in the US.
1: You, you, you cannot answer my my next question which is great because was, my next question was about how much hands-on do you need to be when you when you invest with a with a CIP? You know, at the seed stage because we know that obviously at the seed stage you may have a fantastic entrepreneur that technically is building up a fantastic solution but the go-to-market can be difficult so you, you actually answer that question so I'm just going to move on to what we've seen in 2018 and a question versus you know a question between selling or being acquired versus keeping the company keeping the or building up a legacy if you will so in 2018, we saw a, a, lots of companies being acquired, and just just to mention a few, and, and I'm just talking about this in the Israeli market, but we have Imperva being acquired by Thomas Bravo, Dub9 being acquired by Checkpoint, Secdu by Palo Alto, just to mention a few. And I believe that from an entrepreneurial perspective, there is a constant dilemma between short-term, mid-term, long-term exit, or building up. Uh, a legacy company. So, so, so I guess what I'm saying is that what do you do? Do you build up a, a technology startup to exit the technology startup, or do you build a technology startup in the view that you will be very successful and potentially create your own investment and and go and acquire your competitors to to, to take on some more market share? So. The question that I've got for you is: What are the signs to identify if a company is ready to be sold, or if you should keep investing in its growth to become more established and, and more present in the market?
0: Yeah, so this is this is an interesting question, and of course, it's not uh, it's not related just to cybersecurity; it's related to any mm-hmm. any startup in any field in general, right? I would say that it's even more. Uh, relevant to cybersecurity because this is a very acquisitive market. Um, lots of, a lot of, lots of lots of and activity, and we see that the largest, the large vendors, uh, some of which you mentioned, are are a bit struggling to innovate on their own, and they are very much relying on on the cutting edge startups, of small startups, to come up with the next big things, the next uh, the next generation solutions, and to embed embed these companies within a much broader uh, platform. So uh, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but I would repeat the catchphrase that good companies don't get sold, they get acquired, right? Yeah. And as an early stage investor as an, and investors in general, I don't think that you want to build a company with a state of mind of a potential exit. I mean, you don't build a company to get acquired, but you always think about what's the best way to build a sustainable business. I would say that in cybersecurity specifically, it's quite hard because it's a very crowded space and there are a lot of a lot of uh, big companies, a lot of competition, and, and a lot of temptations to uh, to get acquired along the way. Yeah, and you know when you're doing something right as a, as a startup, usually you grow and and you get noticed by the large vendors. And usually it happens when you uh, displace a large vendor in a big customer, or, you know, a customer that stopped, that decided not to purchase the big vendor's product and in place and and instead get uh, get the startup's product. Then you Start to uh, step step on their toes and get on their radar, and that then then they become very interested in the space. And you know, you reach a point in time when when you think whether is now is the right time to, to sell, to get acquired, or either to raise an additional round of capital and go all the way to the next level. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's a very hard question. I mean, there is no uh, guarantee. You know, you always have to analyze the market and, and project and see see how your mark, how your specific market is going to look like in the next few years. So just for an example, if, if a large vendor is interested to acquire your startup, okay, if you say no, there's a big chance that they will buy your competitor. Okay? So how would that change the landscape? Maybe then it will be harder for you to compete. Yeah. That's something you need to consider. How will the landscape look in the next few years? Maybe other companies will step into your market and, and get some significant market share. So there are different elements that you need to take into consideration when you make that decision. As mentioned, there, it's, not, it's not very easy and it's not a clear cut. There, it's not like a yes or a no. But at the end of the day, and that's from my, our perspective as investors, I think that basically it's the entrepreneur's decision. It's the founder's decision. The founders are the ones who are, you know, they're the captains of, of the ship. They're the heart and soul of, of the startup. And, and they're the ones with the vision. And uh, sometimes we, we, we may have uh, disagreements, you know, uh, uh, somebody thinks that... Uh, we need to raise more capital and go all the way and other guys think that uh, it's time to sell you need to make a good discussion and and be very analytical about it but at the end of the day this is the founders company and and uh, we try to be supportive of any
1: every decision that they that they reach yeah absolutely well it's good to make your your life relatively exciting. but I, I do agree with you I think it's a it's a very active market it's almost almost aggressive sometimes the way uh, the way we see, we see big companies going after acquisition and, and trying to uh, expand their portfolio. And it, it goes by wave as well. We've seen, seen companies absorbing lots of companies at once, We've seen some of taking their time in the way they would they would make their acquisition. But, but it's interesting at the moment because we even see non-security company being involved in doing some acquisitions. So you know, when you see a Palo Alto acquiring another security company, it, it sounds almost, you know, it's okay. But when you see uh, an Oracle or, you know, a, a company that you would not see as a security player as such, or even a Microsoft acquiring another security company, straight away you realize that, okay, this is. This is this is such an exciting market that everybody wants to have. A, everybody wants to enter the play, if you will. But the next question I have got from you is: the, um, it's further to the acquisition. So you mentioned companies are being sold and some of them are being acquired. What would you advise to an acquirer if they were to to acquire a startup? Because I guess the reason why I'm asking you the question just to step back a little bit is we see two types of acquisition. We see acquisition where Almost straight away, the the full team of the startups is leading the startup. Uh, the sales team is leading, marketing team is leading, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, we see some other acquisition where the startup is actually acting as a startup to carry on doing what they are doing within the larger organization. They retain that team, they keep on growing, and they actually use the resources of that larger organization to potentially go to bigger clients, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I was wondering if you had any advice for the acquirer when the user decided to do an acquisition or of someone into what's the best way to not only make that acquisition, but also to, to get the most of that acquisition?
0: That's a very interesting question. I think that the most important thing is company culture. Yeah, okay, I guess that if the, if the startup got acquired, it means that uh, they were doing something right, which means that uh, they, they had something good going on. And uh, the last thing a big company wants to do is to you know, swallow small startup and, and crush it. And it's something that, uh, you know, sadly, we see, we see sometimes. Yeah. And I think that the, you ask whether a big company should embed the startup in their, in their organization or either uh, keep it as, as a separate unit. Almost autonomous unit under under the roof with a lot of uh, different resources mm-hmm. i would i would i would say that this is uh mostly uh, about company culture if the uh, if the acquiring company believes that they have they share the same values and that they can they're agile enough in order to to work together with the, this small unit of probably very skilled uh, people then the synergy is high and uh, they should um Swallow it, and make it a one, one function. Mm-hmm. I think that if there are a lot of, uh, if, if the gap is big, for example, you mentioned before that you see a lot of uh, non-security companies acquire security startups. So, you know, in that, in that scenario, there's probably a big difference between how the large company operates and how the startup operates and how the entrepreneurs would like to move. You know, usually entrepreneurs like, would like to move fast and be very agile. Large corporations are struggling to do that. Yeah. So if 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 the reality tends more to be like that, I would advise to keep the startup as a as a, an autonomous function that can enjoy all the resources of the large company, like sales, uh, you know, uh, Salesforce and uh, marketing power and so on. But if there is high synergy, if there if it's it's a big security company that already acquired several startups and there is a lot of uh, entrepreneurial mentality going on so i don't see a a big concern in that so just to conclude it's all about making sure that this small and and talented team is able to keep doing the good stuff that they've been in the past few years and you need to enable them uh, to do it in the best way and to enjoy the synergy of of, and 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 all the good things that big corporations have that uh, small startups don't
1: absolutely no i agree with you Thanks for that, I really appreciate your, your time and insight today on the, on the different topic that we discussed. Now, if anyone wants to connect with you and learn more about what we've discussed or, or find out more about Wild Ventures, what is the best way to connect with you?
0: Yeah, you can reach me out either uh, on my email. My email is offer O-F-E-R, at wildventures.com. You can read all about us in our website. Uh, you can see all of, all of our portfolio companies and our strategy. And uh, feel free to reach out. Okay,
1: that's wonderful. Well, many thanks once again, of, Uh It was great to have you on the show today. Thank you very much. It's been our pleasure. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing in-size sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net.
0: You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.